2: Good day, and welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world famous Bacon's media database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis.
3: Welcome to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kedis, and if you're listening, of course, we're on Voice America Radio Network's business channel, and we're sponsored by Cision, which was formerly Bacon's Media. Most publicists know them, but if you don't know them, check them out at www.cision.com. I have a great show today because um, I went to Fortune Brainstorm Green, which was an amazing event in um, Laguna Niguel at the Ritz-Carlton, and the uh, world leaders in industry were there, and we were talking about green issues. Um, and I was interviewing some people there, and I ran into this beautiful blonde woman who was with um, someone who I just idolized, Ray Anderson, from Interface, the um, car, I guess the flooring company. And um, she was just didn't stop working, so I said, i got to get this woman on my show. So I want to welcome uh, my first guest. We have two guests today, and I'm calling the show, by the way, do the math, green business plus green PR equals green money, because the thing that I got out of the Fortune um, event oh. was that. Green issues equal money. That's what Bill Clinton was talking about. Um, Lisa, welcome to the show. Lisa Cape Lilienthal, Thanks, for the show. Uh, Lisa um, has turned her passion for the environment into big business. Um, she has a client base that includes Ray Anderson, as I mentioned, who is um, the chairman and founder of Interface. And um, Malaver Incorporated, a third generation sustainable real estate developer. And my second guest, Nora De Palma from O'ReillyDepalma.com. She has twenty-five um, more than twenty-five years of professional PR experience. She specializes in building and architectural brands, offering a wide range of marketing communications services, and her clients have included American Standard. Porsche, is that how you say it, Porsche? That is it, Porsche is correct. Porsche, with the French accent, Jado and Safety Tubs. And both of Lisa and Nora have a, um, founded the Green Earth PR Network, um, and they spearheaded its launch of Connect, which is a subscription database of events in green business and social responsibility. And it, the idea is to put information on the fingertips of marketers. Uh, so, ladies, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you. <laughs> Rather
3: long introduction, but... Um, So first, I always ask people when I have them on together, because usually I have people on who know each other, how do the two of you meet and and, um, get together on this business enterprise? Uh, Lisa, you want
4: to start? Yeah, I'll start. Um, I am based in um, on the West Coast now in Orange County, but for most of my life was based in Atlanta, and um, just had the good fortune to have a great group of PR colleagues there, Nora being one of them. And a couple of years ago, one of our other colleagues, Nancy Rogers, suggested that those of us who were working and had been working for a long time in um, what, was, what was emerging as a green trend, what, what then was just sort of a, a highly specialized um, sustainability niche, um, that we all get together and pool our talent and resources when we need to with our clients. We are all individual practitioners with our own businesses. But we have affiliated with one another through the Green earth PR network to bring additional talent to our clients when we need that when we need access to that
3: and, and so you met her and then you just decided to it was a long conversation or just instantly you knew you were going to work together
4: Well you know I think it was um, a relationship that built over the years and um, when Nancy another colleague of ours had the brainstorm to um, formally affiliate ourselves, it was a no-brainer. Right, right. I think and I
1: probably what started it even before that, I probably have to give a shout out to the Georgia chapter of the PRSA, uh, which is one of the most dynamic chapters in the country.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I'm originally from the Northeast, and some of the chapters up there I don't think did as good a job at, at really bringing people together and really facilitating the network, but it's one of the biggest parts of what an association does. So... We actually all originally met. That's probably the common thread for all of us. Um, because when I was establishing my business in Atlanta, I didn't know anybody. So, um, so that probably started everything. And we had all gotten to know each other through different work through there. And I, I think kind of the people with interests started to come together. And we realized that a lot of us worked in um, you know the way buildings operate, whether they're homes or or businesses. And that was sort of the thread that brought us into Green Earth PR, and and not just in the building side of it. We have um, the network of us comes from different parts of the um, conversation, but I think it's that common ground that we realized we had an interest together, and that's what formed the network itself. So starting with PRSA and then moving into a business
3: relationship. Now, because you know, green PR is relatively new field. Have you, when you started, because you've been in this for 25-plus years, did you start somewhere else and then it just sort of evolved into the green? And do you differentiate? Do you still keep that other arm of your business that's not sustainable, or has, has the passion for sustainability just taken over? It's hard to, I think, do any kind of work in today's
1: environment without considering the environmental impact. So it, it, it weaves through everything we do. I mean, we O'Reilly De Palma does specializing in building an architectural brand, so it absolutely falls into it. It's, it's all about the buildings.
3: Right. And uh, I think, I mean, I think, though, that there are people out there in, in industry that are not, they're starting to think about it, but they haven't really moved forward. And I think it, it presents a huge opportunity um, because it's, pretty much business and industry has gotten to the point where you have to <laughs> legally and fiscally think about it, right? I mean, that's kind of what the Fortune Conference was about.
4: That um, Absolutely, absolutely. And um, one thing I would say is that um, for people who have been working in green for a long time oh. or even for folks who are just getting into it, but, but especially for folks who are just getting into it, another event that um, I work on the advisory board for is about to happen um, at the end of May, beginning of June. It's called Sustainable Brands, Mm -hmm. and it's something that Sustainable Life Media produces. This will be the third year that they've done it, but they just bring together a really dynamic group, and it's completely focused on brand building around messages about sustainability, and it has everybody from big household names that you'll recognize to um, really specialty kind of emerging um, companies and folks who are working in green. So I, I love that event. I'm getting ready to head off to that at the end of the month, and I'm really excited about it. Wow!
3: And what are you? Are you speaking there, or are you just facilitating?
4: I'm on the advisory board, and so I've worked a little behind the scenes to help um, when they needed help to weigh in on what the curriculum looks like. It's it's a really intense conference. It lasts, depending on what parts of it you choose to do, it can last anywhere from four to five days. honore. Yeah, it's really intense, and so a lot of people can't do the whole bit, but they've got the entire agenda online, so you can, you know, pick and choose and come in and out, you know, what works best for you. But um, but I, I, I over the many years I've been doing public relations, I've been to a ton of conferences, and I have to say that, um, and maybe it's just the access that I've had being on the advisory board, but it's, it's one of the most well-curated conferences when it comes to content for people who are working in marketing, communications, and branding. And say the name of the conference again. It's called Sustainable Brands. And where and is it located? It's in Monterey, uh-huh. California, and it's um, the Sustainable Life Media is who produces it. Mm-hmm. They do some other events, too, but this is sort of their marquee event, mm-hmm. and they have some great newsletters, too. I, I, whenever people ask me who are just starting to get into the green stuff, you know, where can I – it's a little overwhelming, I think, and when people say, where can I – just sort of get the pulse of what's going on. I think they do great newsletters. Um, as does GreenBiz. Okay. Another um, GreenBiz.com is another right. great resource for folks who are getting into green. Right. And
3: GreenEarthPR.net. Your, yeah. your website.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's where you can learn a little bit about um, yeah. our affiliation and also hook up with our database. Um, one of the things that we found in building our own businesses and, and Working for our clients is that um, over the past three to five years, there's really emerged this huge universe of events, mm-hmm. everything from green business to green building to corporate social responsibility, and all the topics that surround that. And there are a lot of um, trade show companies that are producing events and um, that are that are tweaking them green. And then there are a lot of new events that are emerging, like I mentioned, sustainable brands, and um, and and it really can be overwhelming. Yes. With, whether you're, yeah, whether you're marketing a product or a service um, for a client or whether you are trying to get some um, expert positioning for a client, you know, whether you're, you know, if you're developing a speaker program for somebody who wants to go on the road, it can be really overwhelming. So we have called those events to what we think are um, the most important, the most well-executed, the, the ones who are really collaborative, um, in terms of working with marketers, whether you're trying to do speaking sponsorships, exhibiting, or just networking, mm-hmm. um, or learning, you know, just, if you're just going for the curriculum. And so we've put all that together. We have, um, I think it's nearly 150 events now in this database, and it's sorted by category, like green building, green business, corporate social responsibility, mm-hmm. energy. And um, it's an annual subscription of $995, um, $995, And it's a dynamic database. It's constantly updated. We give you uh, all the information on the event, all the links to the sites, all the contacts for the different, whether you're looking to place a speaker proposal or exhibit, we give you the contacts and the costs for all of that. Um, And we are constantly updating it. And we've really... um, And that is
3: available on your green... uh, It's it's on
4: greenearth.net. I'm sorry, greenearthpr.net, and it's called Connect.
3: Connect, okay, so that's that's awesome. That's amazing that you can. I mean, because, you know, it's a huge explosion that's happened, and, and it's sort of, it is overwhelming.
4: Um, well, it is even for those
3: of us who have been doing it for a long
4: time, I think. You yeah. know, you get another email about another event, and you go, oh, wait, should yeah, so we be doing this? Doing this you one,
1: know? Yeah, just trying to be able to advise our clients and triage where they should be and where, you know, what really matters. Um, I think it's something a lot of people are struggling with, and that's part of what we're doing through Connect, as well as any of the other council that, a lot, a good portion of the counsel that I'm providing is pretty much: Is this worth it? Is this not? So
3: wow, that's a, that's great. And do you do you find that people, you know, are they just overwhelmed, and then they're coming to you and saying, "Oh, thank God."
4: <laughs> so yeah, we, we want does... them
3: to say thank God after they talk to us.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so overwhelmed, I, I think would be, you know, it, it's sort of green TMI. Um, right. And I know consumers feel about this way too, as do you know, building professionals and and you know B two B audiences as well. Uh huh. Um, and it, it does get back to the to the greenwashing, you know, the evil greenwashing, right. where you know everybody's throwing green onto their logos or whatever it right. takes to give this sheen. Right. And you know, so consumers are kind of confused about what to buy, and marketers are, are equally confused about what to invest in. So we're sort of focused on helping the marketers understand how to get their messages out. And
3: are the people that are you know hosting these conferences are they trying to butter you up? We're going to have to go to a break, but do you find them starting to kind of reach out to you to get you to recommend them?
4: Oh, they're very engaged, and that's a good thing.
3: Yeah, it is, it is. They try to convince you. All right, well, we're going to have to take a break. Um, We'll we'll get a word from our sponsor. I'm tongue-tied here. Um, We'll we'll be right back with our guests, Lisa Cape Lilienthal and Nora De Palma. Um, They're from greenearthpr.net and o'reillydepalma.com. We'll be right back.
0: Stay at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Vasily, radio to thrive by. Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com.
2: From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network.
3: Welcome back to PR Insider. We are sponsored by Cision, as the nice gentleman said a moment ago. Um, and you can always find archived episodes, and they are on demand 24 7 on Voice America's website. Just look for my host page, Maureen Kettis, PR Insider. Uh, we have been talking with uh, my guest, Lisa Cape Lilienthal and Nora De Palma, and they're they're both from GreenEarthPR.net. Ladies, welcome back to the show.
4: Thank you. Thank you. So
3: um, on the break, I said I wanted to ask you, um, Nora, about your O'Reilly De Palma work and what you do with them and how does it differentiate from what you're doing with Green Earth PR?
1: Um, O'Reilly De Palma is actually brand new. It's a, a merger of two agencies, one in Chicago and one in, uh, in me in Atlanta, and... Um, we're focused entirely on building and architectural brands, and our work through uh, O'Reilly De Palma is really very broad. We get into uh, a lot of new product launches, a lot of marketing-type public relations. We do some crisis work. We do some executive counsel, but for the most part, we're really focused on uh, a lot of new product and service launches, of which, in the building arena, you know, a lot of them have uh, have been affiliated with energy and water, energy efficiency and water efficiency, and that's just the nature of the way things are going right now. Uh-huh. Uh, we interact with the Green Earth PR Network as sort of our, our senior council team when it comes to um, positioning for green. You know, we we, ha- we will handle the product information, but, uh, for instance, I've called on the Green Earth PR Network talent to, to help uh, with more corporate positioning as well as educating our clients about, you know, beyond simply the product launch, even getting into product development. We have people on our team with expertise on home building, on commercial building, and the Green Earth PR Network brings the green aspect to it. You know, how should a business run beyond simply the communication standpoint of it? What should a, an over, what should a business be looking at? If they, if, what should a CEO be looking at to become a Ray Anderson? Right. Um, so that's it, it, that's sort of the split between the two of them. How um, what we do in, in terms of our practice, and then where Green Earth fits into it.
3: Wow. And is there a, a, a client you can talk about that is an example of someone? You know, it's a good success story that came to you that you could tell us about. Um, well, the, the funny story I always tell was that this is
1: about tw- literally 20 seconds after getting my, green, my business cards with Green Earth PR on them, we landed we landed a new account that was looking for green information. <laughs> was at a trade show, got the box of cards, turned around, pulled one out, saw someone I knew, and she said, "Oh my gosh, I've been looking to hire an agency that understood our industry as well as understood uh, sustainability, having two of those aspects under one roof." So that was an immediate success story. <laughs> um but this as we're moving into the planning beginning literally already beginning the planning cycle for 2010 with some clients we have meetings set up to to try to bring some of our our more product pr oriented business to the next level
3: wow and so and I process, think you know a lot of innovation is happening in that um in that arena of building because it's you know it's it find, they're finding it's much more economical and then it's also good pr but it has to come from an authentic place but you know, and I think that's what Ray Anderson taught teaches you. Is, you know, how can you teach someone to be authentic?
4: You know, <laughs> he, yes, he just yes. ca-
3: he just deeply, deeply cares. Um, Lisa, yes. um, tell tell us about your um, your fifteen year old consulting business and what you do there and how how someone would find you.
4: Well, like you mentioned, I am um, have have a big practice around environment and sustainability now, and I kind of got my start working more in healthcare and education mm-hmm. stuff, and I, I still continue to do that, and, and I find that the three complement one another a great deal and sometimes even overlap. So that's um, something that wasn't by design but has emerged to be a great um, few areas for me to practice in because I'm very personally passionate about it, okay. and it's easy to get excited about it. Um, like Nora said, Green Earth is really just a great brain trust for me. It's, um, it's it's a great group of people who are good touch points when it comes to needing senior counsel. I happen to really enjoy my independence as a practitioner. Uh-huh. I have young children. I started my business before I was married and had kids, but now I have young children. And it just it really works with my lifestyle. But there are times when you can be really isolated, right. regardless of how... Um, dynamic your clients are and how interesting your work is, if you're not connected with other communications people, you can begin Mm -hmm. to get really isolated really quickly.
3: Well, that's what's been great about this show um, is that um, when they first asked me to do it, they wanted me to to talk about my own work. I thought, well, that's boring. <laughs> I want to, you know, sit around and just talk, morning talking, we should call it. But um I wanted to meet other publicists and talk and learn and I've learned so much. It's just been amazing.
4: Oh, no doubt. I mean there there are people doing such interesting and amazing things and and the technology brings this this whole new dimension um and I think it it it's also can sometimes be overwhelming just like the whole green thing can be. Right. So yes. just um you know, I lean on Nora in particular as a little bit of our technology guru, but um, leaning on them to understand how we can make social media work for our clients. Um, and that sort so what's so
3: what some of the um, innovations that you've seen, Nora? We're getting off topic a little bit, but that just excite you, you know, that, that innovations that are coming down the pipeline that you just, you know, you, without giving too much away if it's proprietary, you know, is there what's exciting to you? I've seen some stuff that just blow my mind, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, in the realm of energy efficiency, and, well, there's a couple of things that really excite me. First of all, I mean, the the technology that's looking to to help make it easier for for homeowners and building owners to make the switch. Um, Years and years ago, it was determined that we would use only a certain amount of water to flush our toilets, and that didn't work so well. (laughs) Uh, It was a case of the legislation getting a little ahead of the technology. And now, and, and that's really sad because, now, the, the, and everyone knows toilets are my passion since I'm like American Standard brands for almost a year. You heard it
3: here first. Turkey. Her yes. yes are I passion. am the
1: toilet queen, and uh, but it's it's. I watched it. I watched it full circle from the early nine for the early nineties when they legislated it. It didn't work. Finally, the technology caught up, and now these toilets perform better than when they used to snort down three point five gallons of water or more. Right.
3: It's and innovation. Yet we can't is get people to make the switch. Yeah, I mean, I think the bad economy and this and the you know the bad uh, you know economic and environmental climate are forcing innovation. And it's just a really exciting time. Um, I know that the rest of the countries in you know in world is in sort of a dour place, but there's a feeling of excitement in the sustainable world. Is there not? Did you feel that? Do you feel that? There is, and
1: what I I like even more about it is the opportunities. I'm I'm a huge proponent of the building trades. You know, people say, well, you can't really have a career unless you go to college, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, these are the people that are actually building our homes and building our businesses, and the training and the expertise and the opportunities for installers to raise, you know, their profile in the world and learn new skills and retrain people and, everything that that ties into keeping jobs in America keeping us strong i mean there's a strong capitalist element to this that yeah. is appealing to me so um i want to see the i want to see more training on installing and and caring for these new products
3: wow is there one is there one product in particular that that just like would our listeners would want to hear about that's just so innovative
1: I, I this just sounds really simple but i love this shower head that american standard does called the flowwise it has three settings on okay. it you can have your regular shower if that's what you want, you can save extra water if that's what you want, but it always defaults to the water saving setting so that you need to make an actual choice to use more water. If you want to, that's fine, but you don't have to, and it forces the consumer to think or, about it. It puts the it puts the burden on the consumer to make the choice, which is where I think it all comes down to. I mean, I'm not so big on this product is bad or that product is bad. It's really a whole house or a whole building approach. If you you want a bunch of shower heads if you want a human car wash in your bathroom then don't have a green lush lawn. I mean, right. The whole education of trade-offs in those areas, but that shower head is cool.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just like the fact that it it has these different settings. So, oh my yeah. I saw I mean, I saw a couple of things at, at at Fortune. One was this um uh these uh sideways small uh wind turbines that are going to be put on the sides of major buildings like, you know, JCPenney and TJ Max, I think are signed up to and they're they're going to generate not only electricity for the entire building but but actually be able to plug more into the smart grid for the rest of the city just and they're so like the wind turbine idea, but they're tiny mm-hmm. and they go in like at windy alleyways. It's just amazing stuff and um anyway get I get too excited when I talk about the tell, tell me before we go to break because we have about three minutes. um What is the sixty second green audit on your website? Anybody no.
4: I can definitely. Um, it's it's just a really quick um, taking the pulse of where you are on green, um, and giving us information that help would help us start a conversation with you if you're looking to green your processes or your communications or your messaging or your branding.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's like a it's like a questionnaire.
4: Yeah, it's it's a Survey Monkey, just a really quick. Um, question barometer of what you're doing right right of wow. where you are
3: and do you do you grade the people are they afraid to take the test <laughs> no
4: no <laughs> it's, know, it's not about good bad or good or bad it's just about where you are right now so right. that you know if we start a conversation with you we can we can have some intelligence about what you're doing
3: right and how and how do how do people most people find you through um, networking and word of mouth or are are you marketing yourself and we're going to talk more about that after the break. But um, are, is, is it word of mouth mostly?
4: It, it is word of mouth. We all, um, like I said, we all have our own practices. We're working in different business, different areas of green business, and so um, we all have fairly good and engaged networks. And um, it's, it's primarily through word of mouth. Fabulous.
3: Well, we're going to have to stop and take a break. I've been talking with my guest Lisa Cape Lilienthal. That's L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. And uh, Nora DePalma, which is, I think, pretty easy to spell, D E P A L M A, from O'ReillyDePalma.com, and we will be right back with a word from our sponsor.
0: Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com.
2: Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's vertexp com.
0: Communicate to the Vertex.
2: the show.
3: Welcome back again to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kedis, and I've been talking with Lisa Cape Lilienthal and Nora De Palma. I love saying your names for some reason. <laughs> it's pretty fun to articulate them. Um, Lisa, tell me, I wanted to, we were talking on the break about some of your clients and um, some of the books they're coming out with. Do you want to tell us about that?
4: Sure. Um, Martin Malaver, who has a sustainable real estate company, has a new book called Living Above the Store. It just, um, we've had hard copies here for just a week or so, so it's really just literally hot off the press, published by Chelsea Green Publishing. Mm-hmm. And it is just, it's a beautiful book. It's, um, the subhead is building a business that creates value, inspires change, and restores land and community. So he's biting off a big chunk here, um, but, but he manages it really well. Martin's um, a third generation CEO, Mm-hmm. of his company and their business started out his his grandmother started a corner grocery store in Savannah, Georgia. Ah, so that's the title Living Above the Store. Living Above the Store. And so they um over the years they evolved into a big regional grocery store chain and they eventually sold their grocery business but retained all the buildings and shopping centers that they had developed around them. And so overnight they found themselves in the real estate business and while um, they were happy to have made the choice that they made about their family business, they weren't necessarily happy to be in the real estate business. They didn't necessarily like the way it was being done. And so he really chronicles um, his family's early history and as, as a pioneer sort of in, that, in the retail world, and then its evolution and going from a philanthropic and really community-based uh, grocery store to um, a sustainable real estate company. And he's he's a great he's a great writer he's a great speaker he's very um, academically qualified to do this he's um, so I love it because I think the transfer of this kind of knowledge from people who have been pioneering mm-hmm. to people who want to learn is so important and books are such an accessible way to do that um, and that's you know we can't all go to conferences like Fortune Brainstorm Green and be plugged in everywhere but but we can certainly pick up a book and learn something about. About what and
3: Ray Anderson has a book.
4: Ray Anderson has a And you're going to a send the host in to Find book, because I, I,
3: I, I have a crush on Ray Anderson. That's
4: right. <laughs> yes. Um, and why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> it's called Confessions of a Radical Industrialist.
3: Uh, right. He was telling me about that when I interviewed him.
4: Yeah. It's a little bit of a nod to the idea that um, that when people, when about 15 years ago, when he first started talking about sustainability and started talking about um Eliminating the negative impact on the earth that mm-hmm. that the carpet manufacturing business has, um people thought he was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. People thought he had gone around the bend yeah. and and if they didn't think he was had gone around the bend, they thought he was definitely on some program of the month or, or you know or or campaign of the year kind of kick yeah. and that it that it would come and go <laughs> and um and it's fifteen years, and you know it's still still interface is still considered one of the most pioneering businesses um, when it comes to sustainability, and they've moved themselves over the learning curve, and they've, so Ray's writing this book, and they've also launched a consulting division called Interface Ray's, which is someone else that I, I support with um, PR and communications, and they are a peer-to-peer consultancy that helps other companies who are working their way around the learning curve. Wow. So particularly for co- companies in manufacturing, but anybody who's struggling with Leadership, with cultural engagement, with technology and innovation, all three of things which are really critical to moving a company from business as usual to what Martin Malava calls business unusual.
3: Right. Wow. Those, those sound amazing. Um, Nora, I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about some of your clients and also um, your interactions with uh, consumers that we were talking about at the break.
1: Um, yeah, most of our again, most of our clients work in uh, our products that are sold for homes and buildings, and our, our biggest push right now is probably on the consumer side, talking about that you really don't have to make you know massive, drastic changes to 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 be green in your home, especially if you consider that green would be equal to saving money in your home, which is saving energy efficiency mm-hmm. uh, and saving on water use. So, one of the things we're working with is uh, with green water heating. Um, they make all the sexy water heaters, the tankless water heaters, the the solar water heaters. But what we're really focusing on is is the really high efficiency, good old tank water heaters. I mean, some of the so-called older products with newer technology that is uh, can usually be cheaper to install. So in this economy, it's a little bit easier to sell, and gets back to building that confidence with people that they can make changes, they can actually go greener without sacrifice. So that that probably winds through a lot of the work that we're doing right now.
3: Right, right. Um, how do you advise clients? You know, when um, you have an industry that's that's greenwashing a lot. I mean, and there's it gets it gets competitive. How do you advise clients to stay authentic?
1: On our side, we're watching. Um, we'll, we're very careful with our clients. We when we first take on an assignment, you know, we're. <laughs> we also make decisions about what we're talking about as a business. So we're pretty careful about who we're taking on and what we're talking about because we really don't want to get caught in that ourselves as an agency. Right. Um, and uh, in the building area, it's a little bit easier because we can actually talk specifically about what these products do. I think where I get a little bit more nervous is if you know companies are starting to talk about themselves as green when they still have an awful lot of work to do, cleaning up their manufacturing um, even their own offices. I mean, are their own offices using the same products that they're promoting? So, um, And in that realm, we're really counseling, as you said earlier, I think, on the break. You know, how, how do you make authenticity? Um, and I, I think because of people seeing it in their own lives about greenwashing, some executives are a little more open to that idea that you really have to walk the walk. <laughs> right,
3: right. Wow. And, um uh, Lisa, you know, when you talk about your consultancy, you talk about elevi- elevating ideas into the brands. What do you mean by that?
4: Well, I think you know, for a long time, especially for a company that provides a service and not a product, like a real estate company, uh-huh. um, you know, they do have buildings and, and things, but, but more, more, really what they're providing is a service to the community. And so that's really more an idea than a product. It's not something that people can go and, get, you know, it's not a light bulb you can go to and, and buy and plug in. So um, so, really, it's just that whole idea of taking ideas and creating the connection to the right uh, to the right audience that causes them to identify and appreciate and want to be engaged with it. Well,
3: wow. um, what I just got a question from Ashley from Portland, and she says she wants to get into this career in PR. How does she do it? In green PR.
4: Into green PR? Mm-hmm. That's question. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of great, um, especially if she's in the Northwest, there's a lot of, of great things happening. I would say that if I were just starting out and that were a personal passion of mine um, or even just something that I'm interested in because I see that it's, um, like you said, a, a really one of the bright spots in, a, in an otherwise kind of bleak economy, I would look around me in my community and see who's doing a good job um and you know just get back to the old tried and true networking volunteering um you know just how you how do you engage in any kind of pr job right but look at I people would... who are doing a good job and i think the northwest is um the pacific northwest is a really good place to inspired to do that. Right, and, and
1: I would recommend uh, following, uh, reading up, this, at least I mentioned a couple of uh, green outlets that she follows, greenbiz.com and, and some of the sustainable, sustainable Brands newsletters. I would be focusing on that, uh, looking at some of the green blogs and even participating on Twitter and some of the social media outlets to see what the conversation is. The, the, probably the biggest conversation I see on social media is related to green, all things green, right? tips, buildings, lifestyles, everything.
3: Right. I mean, because now it's really gotten. I mean, if, you know, years ago it was just sort of a nice thing to do, and now it's really economically advisable
4: because <laughs> you'll
3: save money. Yeah, the right thing
4: has has definitely become the smart thing. Yep. Right.
3: Right. And I think that's what that's what Clinton was talking about. I mean, he said, at, "Did you did you see his speech at Fortune?"
4: I didn't. I saw I saw the excerpts on CNN.
3: Yeah. I mean, he basically said, "You know, I look at a pile of garbage and I see money."
4: Mm-hmm, and, and all the other
3: problems, education and healthcare, and all that, will be fixed when we can turn that pile of money and get the economy going and, um, and make the world a better place. Absolutely. Like you know,
4: Interface in the small town of LaGrange, Georgia, has converted a landfill. They've capped it off and tapped it for the natural gas that's converted to methane that fires some of their manufacturing process. So they're, wow. they're literally taking that nasty, odorous gas Out of the air, in that small community, and extending the life of the landfill because by piping the gas off of it, really effectively, you extend the 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 landfill can last longer. They don't have to go find a new landfill. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So there's there's really, I mean, there's truly money to be made from garbage. Mm Hmm.
3: Um, I want to see about. uh, I wanted to get into sort of the social media because you brought it up, Nora, and we only have a few minutes till break, and I'm sure it's going to go on until after break, but. what role does the social media have in the in the kinds of communications you're doing for your green business clients and what works best for you and what doesn't is where I want to go with it.
1: Um most of the presence that we have out on social media the whole the whole thing about social media is really sort of establishing your your personal communications brand Absolutely. out there, whether it's a company behind it or in my case, an individual with my agency mm-hmm. and i I pretty much plan what I'm going to be talking about and because I want to attract people who are interested in green building, whether it's homes or buildings, I will spend most of my time on social media talking about those issues, which naturally begins to attract a following that, that is interested in that. And then I start to learn from them. Right. Um, and what's interesting is, you know, the number of, of people that start to connect on your social networks and, and really how many of those are journalists. And it almost becomes a, a sort of a soft pitching, right? Uh, which they like and I like, um, that you're really putting ideas out there. And it's what, We've all been taught to do all along—not just send, you know, self-serving information, but also helpful information. Right, right. So anything right. I see on, one particularly water efficiency, is a real area of interest because it doesn't seem to get as much attention as energy efficiency. So I really spend quite a bit of time on that, and that's what I would recommend for people, you know, who want to be known for this: start talking about it. <laughs> whether it's and what, what
3: do you say to a CEO who says, you know, I, I don't want a Twitter or I don't want a blog because it's just, it's, it just—it feels like it's an invasion of my personal life? What do you say?
1: Um, They don't have to be the ones doing it. I mean, you can either work with somebody who's got an established presence out there, as we do with O'Reilly De Palma, or, in fact, in a lot of cases, I'm not sure the CEO is the right person, because so many CEOs have been trained in the old ways of communications, which is one-way communication. We tell you what we want you to know about your brand. And right. it's really hard right now to get CEOs trained to, to think back the other way. So right. I'm not actually let's sure. Hear from a lot of our, let's
3: hear from the consumer. Well, we're going to have to take a break. As you can tell by the music, we'll be right back with a word from our sponsor. Mm-hmm.
2: vertex communications a public relations firm is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product vertex communications helping you communicate to the vertex contact vertex communications at vertexpr.com to get an honest straightforward assessment of your pr profile and a plan that will work for you not against you that's vertexp com.
0: communicate to the vertex
2: and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sanjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business.
0: Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com.
3: Welcome back again to PR Insider with my guests Nora De Palma and Lisa Cape Lilienthal. We've been talking all about uh, green PR, but I I also want to mention uh, we are on Voice America and um, my wonderful, funny, silly executive producer, John Missal, has um, been very involved with a green radio network with several different shows on it for Voice America, so make sure to check that out. Ladies, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I want to talk about sort of we were talking about social media and um, how you know they ha- people have to be involved in it and, and, and now it's turned into a place for media for real journalists and they're contacting you as you were saying Nora and I've I've found the same experience um, what's happening with this sort of you know magazines closing newspapers closing what what do you, what do we think is happening what's the future of standard, traditional media versus social media.
1: Um part of the with the a lot of publications closing, a lot of public a lot of writers have gone freelance, which means you know it's a little harder to find them on the old media databases and uh, so hopefully that's gonna sharpen everyone's skills, so we're not just blasting things out through the media databases anymore. but I think it also helps I mean having a presence and being known for something on whether it's Twitter or any of the social media that you become a resource just right. as, you know, in traditional PR, but it's easier for all of these independents working digitally and, and uh, you know, electronically to try to find the right experts.
3: Right. And it really, really comes down to content because if you're not, the only way to get uh, attention through social media is by what you're saying. Right. What you're putting out there. And being
1: helpful, right. And
3: being helpful. So giving, giving something back and the, you know i th- I find it interesting too that the, you know it's, the shift has happened in the traditional p r like you send a message out and that's it, but in this in the new new media, you're hearing back from your own customer,
1: mm mm-hmm, mhm, okay. and we're seeing what they're working on I mean we see on on both LinkedIn and Twitter you know story ideas that are going out there or through Harrow, you know we see what people are working on right um but also a lot of these people in addition to freelancing are starting their own blogs and their own outlets right and being able to understand which ones are the people we need to be talking to and, and, and helping them be more efficient because they don't have the resources they used to when they worked in the newsroom. You know, now they're all, as Lisa was saying, sometimes it's easy to become isolated as a, as a um, independent or a small agency. It's the same way with the media as well.
3: Right, they get, they get isolated. What, what's happening with, you know, the, the, the publicists and the big agencies? Some of them are going under, and then you're seeing more. What, Lisa, what's your take on that? You're seeing more smaller independents.
4: Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, specialty boutiques that are emerging, um, folks who are taking the bulk of their experience, whether it's in technology or or whatever it is, and fastening themselves around um, emerging issues. I think, and just using that as an example, I think um, people who were working, for example, in Silicon Valley, who had invested a lot of their career in emerging, you know, in the high-tech arena, can now transfer a lot of that knowledge to green when you talk about things like solar. Right. A lot of the technology that is used to develop solar panels and um, is is very similar to um, semiconductors. Right. So, so there's there's a big transfer of knowledge I think going on and people reshaping um, their careers and, and emerging with specialty communications. And a lot of, I, I, I don't think that Green Earth PR network is the only affiliation of um, Independent and small agencies out there. I think I think that's going to become more more and more common as yes. um, as technology facilitates that, but also as just sort of the necessity of the way business is going. And right. It's it's interesting to see the the flux in media and the flux in PR happening at the same time, um, because even though it is a little bit stressful and can be a little bit overwhelming, I think as Nora said, it does create a, a wealth of opportunities that we wouldn't have had in in the same old, same old, traditional is format different. of media, and and d- not to say that I don't um, just have enormous sympathy and empathy for uh, folks like the Seattle Post Intelliger. Right, intelligence. There, I mean, that is just when newspapers like that, and now that they're threatening to close the Boston Globe. I mean, that's that's huge. That's that's not just. Um, I think for communications people, that's not just the disappearing a, a disappearing outlet. It's a game-changing.
3: Um, it's a
1: marker
4: for well, how the phenomenon. game Phenomenon, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, and it, creates it impacts
1: our country. I mean, it's beyond just. I mean, it impacts the you know the watchdog role of the press. I mean, there's so much that goes beyond.
3: Yes, I mean, I think you know what. What I find interesting is is it's sort of the wild wild west out there in the social media, and there <clears throat> there are no editors. You know, in a way, mm-hmm. and and I find that to be problematic. And I think that's why. Traditional media is always going to have a place. I think, Absolutely, I think there is going to be some. You know, people want a voice to sort of, um, sort of like what you're doing with your um, your website, because it's 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 taking this wild world and in you know saying these are the important things you need to know. So right, Yeah, exactly that's exactly why yeah. we I mean set up our that's new that's
1: website for that very purpose to be able to basically help our clients. We created our website based on a social media platform. We're using WordPress for our um, agency website to be able to bring together the news we think our clients need to see.
3: Right. And what do you think about you know the whole paper versus digital? I mean, are, is, is does paper have a future? I, I personally think it does. But what is your yes. opinion on that?
1: I I do. Well, certainly in our industry, there's a, for a long, long time there's going to um, uh, most people want to have the paper, want to have the magazines, the images. I mean, when you're talking about buildings and homes. There's a real visual part to it, um, and but I'm not I'm not sure about some areas that you know breaking news those areas I'm not so sure what the what
3: the paper future is right.
1: The skill sets are still going to be needed. You still need those brands like the New York Times that you can a media brands that you can trust.
3: Right, exactly, because it goes back to that that thing when I was saying about the editors. You know, you're, it's a like, it's a voice that you trust and and that you uh, feel affiliated with, which I think why the, some of the specialty magazines will always have a place.
4: Absolutely, yeah. I I really hope the pendulum doesn't swing too far in the digital direction. As wonderful as it is, and as 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 enriching as it is, I think there's still got there's still a middle ground. Yeah, you know, and the and power
3: the, of paper. I mean, the power yeah. of having something on your desk or on a on the table as opposed to having to plug in and you you get overwhelmed with all these emails and twitters and you know just <laughs> a lot.
4: Absolutely. I think
3: there's a power, there's a lasting power to the paper, and I think that's why the book industry is going to remain this, you know, and Mm -hmm. the magazine industry will, and uh, maybe some newspapers, but it's probably going to dwindle down. So is there anything you want to tell us uh, before we close out about how to find you? Um, Go ahead and tell our listeners how to find you and what you're looking for in clients. Go ahead, Nora.
1: Um, Well, as I said, anybody in the building and architectural brands, uh, particularly where we're dealing with products that are installed that are complex products that take a long time for decision-making and need to educate people through the chain, like the installers, Mm -hmm. that's our specialty. And we are at O'Reilly-DePalma.com. That's O'Reilly, O-R-E-I-L-L-Y-DePalma.com. And Lisa?
4: Yeah, I am you can reach me through greenearthpr.net or my email address is lisa com. i am earthlink.net i'm i'm sorry earthlink.net <laughs> <laughs> thank you for knowing my email address better than i do um i'm really working on getting connect um the the database that we talked about about uh, events management for green business and corporate social responsibility i'm really looking at um getting the word out about that. Well,
3: fabulous. Well, thank you both for joining me today. I learned a lot, and I'm looking forward to really exploring more into your website. This is your host, Maureen Kedis. Join me next week. Have a wonderful week, and don't forget to relate to your public, whoever they may be.
2: Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week.